0: Welcome to the Agape Podcast. I'm Beck, a passionate, sold-out lover of Jesus who accidentally started a Christian singles ministry. And now I want to help as many people as possible to find their husband or wife while being super healthy and full of hope. So get ready for some real raw talk about all things singleness and dating. hello everyone hello 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 today I want to talk about something that has kind of been annoying me to be honest Um, and that is the lie that there is no good godly men out there Um, I (laughs) I had this epiphany on the weekend like I have struggled with this for a long time in the church when women say hey there's no good godly men out there because I'm like I see them everywhere and I want to preface this by saying on the weekend, on uh, Sunday, I had a friend and she's amazing. She was out of town. Um, Michelle, actually, I interviewed her, I think, in the, in the last episode of the podcast. And I, um, she's out of town and she needed somebody to help her move her house um, because some stuff had happened with landlords and she needed help moving. And I showed up uh, with my husband to help get her room in order and to move it. And we had six guys in total. Five were not Nick. (laughs) Um, And so single men showed up to help her move her house. And as I'm there and we're scrubbing her room and we're scrubbing her her house, just helping however we can. We loaded up the boxes. We loaded up the truck. um, And we're just there like scrubbing the walls. These guys are literally scrubbing the walls. Um, you know, tackling the outdoor area, which was like overgrown with weeds. And, um, you know, one of the guys I think knew her for less than a month. And I was just thinking, you know what, don't tell me there's not amazing godly men out there. Because these men love Jesus. They are incredible. Um, They've shown up on their Sunday, giving up their free time to come and help her out. Um, Like, there are incredible godly men out there. And so I just wanted to talk about that lie because I feel like it's keeping a lot of women stuck. It is such a lie from the enemy, saying, hey, there's no one out there. You should just give up. Um, This is the reason why you're single. You can't ever find anyone. Um, They're all taken. You know, um, the only ones left are the ones who are unattractive or, you know, don't really love Jesus. All of these things are such lies, and I've gone through them all in my own head, so I know, trust me, um, that these are things that we actually think about. <laughs> like, let's just be real. So, I actually had a really hard time with this in Australia, where I'm from. Um, I remember just being so like disillusioned with the dating game, and I remember coming back from Canada. I, I did a school of ministry in 2016 in Canada, and I came back to Australia. And I was like, there are no good men in Australia. And I would be like, get me my soapbox. I don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do that. Um, you know, they suck. <laughs> like I'm being, just being real. I'm not saying this is the truth. This is literally where I was coming from, though. Because I was like, I wasn't getting asked out. Uh, we have a di- very different culture back home. And I was just really, like, fed up with it. And I had some people eventually just call me out on it and be like, hey, like if there's a problem why are you not praying into it why aren't you wanting to see the change um and also that's not true <laughs> so like for one if you're if you're if you, this is a real problem then do you believe that praying about it is actually going to cause a shift in the spirit like do you believe that your prayers actually work because maybe the Lord's putting this burden on your heart to actually pray for your brothers in christ rather than condemn them for not doing what you think they should be doing in order to be a godly good man I was like, ooh, that's convicting. Ha, okay. So I started praying for them. And then um, also being challenged by other people saying like, hey, that's actually not true. There are really good, amazing, godly men here. And I was like, well, I ain't seeing any of them. They all suck. Like, no one is on fire for Jesus. Uh, you know, they're just kind of really superficial. Um, you know, they don't have the same values as me. Ra ra rah. rah, rah. Um, and then I started to... Just changed the way I was thinking a little bit. I started looking for evidence of new truth because I was like, okay, Lord, I know that what I focus on is going to multiply. I know that what I focus my heart on is going to multiply, and that's all that I'm going to see. And so I started going, okay, well, I'm going to focus on new truth. So you know what? I'm going to start to really look for amazing, godly men around me. And you know what happened? yeah, it's incredible. I actually found them. I actually found amazing, good, godly men that I was like, Ooh, Ooh, they've got amazing qualities. Like, Oh, this person's like sold out for Jesus running after him, like all in. Um, that's amazing. And then I I'd see another guy and I'm like, Oh wow. Like, Oh, he's super on fire. This is great. And what I really realized was I was saying was, you know what? There's, my lie actually wasn't that there's no good godly men there's, my lie was more there's no good godly attractive men <laughs> um because i was like actually there's amazing guys that are you know godly but you know they for me they just weren't attractive um so that was another lie that was kind of keeping me oh there's my holy spirit buzzer holy spirit come oh lord we just welcome you into this podcast thank you that you are going to speak um yeah so i was like cool and then I started looking and I started seeing amazingly attractive godly men um, as I started to look for evidence of new truths, and I started to change my mind and change these lies that I've been meditating on for so long. Um, and that's one of the main things that I want to talk to you guys about today, especially to the women. If there's lies that you've been believing about men, um, you're just going to perpetuate what you, what you think. You're going to see only what you have been meditating on. Um, Have you ever gotten a new new car? You bought a new car, and um, before you bought this car, you were like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this type of car before on the road, or you've never noticed it. Say it's like a, I don't know, I have a, a Prius, right? So I always was like, oh, Prius is super cool. By the way, I get like 56 miles per gallon on the highway and 40, I think it's 46 in the city. So totally recommend Prius. I love my car. I can make it from where I live to San Francisco. and back on like $25 of gas. Just saying it's like a four and a half hour drive one way. Anyway. So when I got my Prius, I was like seeing Priuses everywhere. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a Prius. I was like, Hey twin. I'd like wave to them. It was all awkward. But I was like, Oh, it's the same. It's the exact same color. It's the exact same car. Like woohoo. You know, um, I started seeing them everywhere and it's the same thing. And you guys have probably heard this already, but maybe not in dating. Like, what you meditate on will multiply. You will see this because you're reconfirming it. You're constantly just reconfirming this lie in your head that every time you go somewhere and that's not your experience, like, you go to a church and there's, um, like, you're not seeing young single men or men your age that are single. You go, you walk away and say, there's none around. I'm, I'm basing my entire... um belief about men on this small sample population, and there was none here, so there's none in the world. And, you know, my husband goes to a men's group, and there's like 200 men there. Godly, amazing men. Some of them are married, some are not, but there's, I think you said at least 50 of them are single, right? And so it's like, oh, amazing men who are going to a men's group every week to better themselves, to be better for their their wives, um, you know, one day and, and wanting to deal with their issues, deal with their stuff, you know, and show up every week without fail. I'm like, cool. Hey, there's amazing godly men right there. It's actually like what you're meditating on and what you're focusing on. If you're so ingrained in this whole, hey, there's no good godly men out there, that's exactly what you're going to see. It's that same thing. It's that same that prophecy, like that fulfilling, um, like fulfillment cycle. What I see is what I keep seeing. What I meditate on, that's what I'm going to keep seeing. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf has awesome stuff to say about this. I was reading a few of her quotes before I jumped on. Um, Just about like even the neural pathways we create in our mind through our thoughts. And so it's like these thoughts become like so ingrained in us the more we think them that that's literally becomes our reality. And so I really wanna encourage you, if this is something that you've been thinking that has been holding you back, Um, that thing needs to die. (laughs) Like that thing needs to be completely surrendered to Christ. It's like, take every thought captive. Lord is, is this truth? Like, Hey, these things that I'm believing, and it doesn't have to just be about, there's no good godly man around. Lord, is anything that I'm believing, not truth. Um, is there anything that I'm believing, not serving me and actually hindering me from the destiny that you might have for me? Cool. Then that thing needs to die, and I need to start to meditate on new truth. I need to replace that lie with the truth of what you say, and and honestly, that was the biggest difference for me because as soon as I started going, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna start to look for that evidence of new truth, and I started seeing godly men everywhere, and I, I truly believe that this is um, one of the strengths of my friend Michelle, who we spoke, um, I spoke to in a couple podcasts ago. I can't remember how many. Um, And I believe that's the strength of why she attracts these amazing, godly men uh, and why all these, like, you know, five guys who had nothing, you know, they probably had so much to do on a Sunday and busy schedules show up at her house to clean and pack boxes for hours because, hey, you know what? She actually attracts what she believes and she really does believe that men are amazing. They are godly. They are brothers. They have amazing things to give. Um, and she champions men, and she see. I really see the fruit of that in her life. Um, the other thing too, if you are seeing amazing godly men and they're not attracted to you, so for instance, you're, you're surrounded by incredible godly men, um, but you are not being asked out. You're not. Um, they're not approaching you. For instance, I, in the nicest possible way, want to be like, hey, what you know? You attract what you are. And so if you're finding that, hey, a certain type of man is always coming up to you, um, there might be something in you that's showing them that that's what you're available to. I was reading Proverbs 23, 7, which says, As a man thinks, so he is. As you're thinking about yourself, um, that's actually what you're projecting out (laughs) to people. So if if you're... um, I don't know, struggling with certain things or, uh, you know, really down on yourself. You have really low self-esteem and you just keep putting yourself down, putting yourself down, putting yourself down. Then actually that's what you're projecting. And those are the sort of people that you are going to be attracting. So let me ask you, if you attract the same kind of person that you are, what what is the people that have been approaching you say about who you have been projecting that you are? Okay. That was a little confusing. So say if I'm like, um, uh i'm struggling with i don't know i don't want to use something like an example that's too intense um so i see people saying like oh i've attracted really negative guys um they're all about the superficial they um only focus on the negative and it's really bothering me I, i just want to meet a good godly man who's on fire for jesus and so you're like cool okay well if we're attracting what we are Um, and you're consistently attracting these people, okay, it's not like a one-off, one-guy approach, but if it's a consistent pattern, then that's a really good way for us to go, okay, well, what am I projecting? Because if I'm attracting people who are similar to me, what's my self-talk like? Am I a super negative person? Am I really superficial? Because maybe I didn't think that I am, but maybe I actually really am. Maybe I'm all about the exterior and I don't really care too much about the rest until I find out, exactly if I'm attracted to you and then I might give you the time of day. Um, you know, what's my self-talk like? Am I meditating on truth? Am I allowing the, the Lord to wash me with the water of the word, right? Before you're married, he's your husband. He's washing you with the water of the word. Is he, um, are you allowing the Lord to come into certain places and mold you and change you and bring up hurts and, and lead you in healing and, and um, sanctify you? and really uh, work on your character you know or am I stuck in this place and sometimes we don't know that and that's totally fine but if if there's a certain type of person who continues to approach you a certain type of man a certain type of woman who continues to approach you then I really think we have to ask the question okay if I'm attracting what I am and what I'm meditating on grows right what I what I what I focus my gaze on is what I'm gonna see. Then what am I focusing on, and what am I projecting out there? If I, what am I? What is the type of person that is attracted to me telling me about me as well? And sometimes this isn't nice. It's not fun, um, you know. If you if you keep having men come up to you who um, don't want to commit, or uh, you know, or say they're Christian but just want to have lots of sex and um, <laughs> you know really avert about it. Um, you're like the same kind of person over and over again you know okay what am I projecting that might say that I'm available for that what am I projecting that might say hey I um I'm actually going to let you do this to my body um that I don't have boundaries that maybe I don't have um the self-respect to say no I had that honestly I didn't realize until I was in a relationship excuse me it only lasted two months (laughs) um first month was great second month Um, he was like all over me and I didn't have the self-worth to know that I could say no. Um, I would say no, no, no. And he would just keep trying, trying, trying and just wear me down. I'd be like, okay, well, he's going to do it anyway. Um, and we didn't have sex or anything, but definitely we went past peace and boundaries were crossed because I didn't have the self-respect. Um, I didn't respect myself enough in my body to know that like, oh no, these are my boundaries and I can say no. And I'm not in a place of being so afraid that I'm going to be single that I'm going to let you do whatever you want to me. And so, um, but I was obviously attracting that kind of person because they knew exactly where I was at. They knew that I, I, I didn't um, have those really strong boundaries. Um, that's another thing. If you're attracting people who push your boundaries, you know, are you are you someone who pushes people's boundaries or do you have really bad boundaries that you allow people to push and break down your boundaries? And so you're attracting those kinds of people who will either take advantage of it or also don't have very good boundaries. Um, this is really good, good introspection because it's happened to me too. I'm like, oh, oh, my buzz went off again. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't feel like it's been 10 minutes since it last went off, but maybe it has been. Sometimes Holy Spirit does this. I'm like, I swear it went off five minutes ago, but Holy Spirit's like, hey, I'm on this. So Holy Spirit, thank you so much. I, If you guys don't know about my buzzer, I wear it all throughout my day. Um, I have for about five years. It goes off every 10 minutes, and I just commune with Holy Spirit. I just invite him in and just um, let him lead my life and speak to me and be a part of my everyday, everyday life. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. Father, I pray that we'll just speak your word and that your romance, these beloved ones that are watching this or listening. Um, yeah. So I just really feel like I I just want to encourage you that these things are good when they come up. The Lord is revealing things. If you're speaking, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I always get approached by the same type of person. I am always, um, you know, seeing the same type of person, I'm living in so much hopelessness, then I really want to encourage you, hey, this is a great invitation to do that heart work. What's coming out of my heart? What's coming out of my mouth? As a a man speaks, so he is. Um, I'm going to change that proverb to, as you speak, so you are. Or like the things that you say reflect the inner workings of your heart. And so take stock of what you've been saying over yourself. Um, If you've been saying things like, you know I I'm stupid <laughs> um, I, I'm dumb uh, no one's ever gonna like me um, an amazing man this is this was my my lie that was exposed through dating um, I I didn't realize until an amazing godly man was interested in me I was like oh no he won't be interested in me like the lie that I had been believing is that no amazing godly Christian man would ever be interested in me and that thing had to die but it was actually a little bit hard because I kind of like self-sabotaged for a bit because I was like, "Oh no, what if he gets to like know who I really am and then he doesn't like me because I'm not like this perfect little Christian girl?" Um, even though I don't believe that actually exists, but you know, those are the lies that you you kind of tell yourself. And I had to have some pastors really call that out in me and be like, "Actually, Beck, what you're incredible. Of course, an amazing man would want to date you. Why, why are you thinking this?" And I'm just there bawling like, "Oh my gosh, this lie is so strong." Um, you know even talking to them about how he had kind of been pursuing me and I wasn't sure. I'm like, does he like me? Is he just being nice? I was like, nah, he wouldn't like me. No. And he was totally into me. And I had no idea because I was like, no, somebody like that would not be not like me. And in life, I was super confident and outgoing and had a lot of confidence in like different areas of life. But in dating, I didn't realize that this was a point of, um, that I had just like really low self esteem in and I really didn't believe that I was worthy of somebody that was amazing and so that thing again had to die I had to repent for believing that lie I had to give that over to the Lord and say okay what do you say about this what do you say about me Um, help me to believe truth oh I'm incredible an amazing man is gonna want to be with me and so going through that journey of dating my ex-boyfriend though that lie really started to be uprooted and so the great thing was that when we broke up, I was like drunk on hope. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm amazing. Um, an amazing man is going to be attracted to me. An amazing man is going to want to be with me. And that's okay. Like I can actually wait for that. And I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. And and I can trust in the Lord's goodness in that as well. Um, I just want to, oh, where was this quote? I was listening to something recently And I just love where it talks about, we were talking about hope. I'm going to find it. Um, Hope is the confident expectation that good is coming. And hope means that I don't need to know exactly what's coming, but I know that it will be good. Um, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. I just love that. There's so much hope that we can live in, there's so much hope that we can live in, um, in singleness, to go, okay, this is not what I, I I maybe, you might even have really good reasons for believing these things that you've been believing, because this, this is all I'm experiencing, you know, at my church, there's no one, but I just want to ask you, how is that belief serving you, how is that belief serving you, how is that belief serving how you're showing up, Um, how is that belief serving what you're projecting out to other people. Because I remember my ex said to me, I approached you. This is the one that I was like, oh, you so amazing. Who am I? Um, I approached you because I could see that you had hope. You had hope for a relationship. And so I find that these are lies and it's not true. You know, there might not be a lot of single men at your church, but the truth is that there are single godly men everywhere. Okay. We have seen them. They're, you know, varying degrees on dating sites, um, very I when I say varying degrees I mean very varying degrees of faith. But they're on dating sites, like there's they're um, in different churches, like there are men out there, and you once you start looking you will see them. But this lie it's not it's actually really not serving you. And so today I want to encourage you, come to the Lord. Lord, what are these lies that I've been believing that aren't serving me and actually keeping me it's almost like the veil that close that actually closes your eyes so that you can't see. You can't see because you've meditated on this for so long. It's all you see. It's become your reality. Um, and so, you know what? If you want to get married, that thing's going to have to die because you have to be able to see and notice an amazing man. So that he, And like when he approaches you or even, you know what, if you're not seeing and noticing amazing men, actually dealing with the stuff that might be hindering them from wanting to come up to you, because if they're healed up, they're whole, they're on fire for the Lord. And you're like, hey, I want someone like that. But you're not healed up and whole. You're not on fire for the Lord. um, You're not running after him the way that they are. Then, you know what? They're probably not going to be attracted to you. They're probably not going to pursue you. Yep. Super harsh. (laughs) But I think it's really good. Because I think a lot of us have a list for the other person. I want him to be all of this. But are you actually working on your stuff are you actually what's your list for yourself are you becoming the kind of person that that kind of person would want to share their life with are you becoming the kind of person that person's like oh I can see that we would be running the same way it's not enough for me to want somebody who's reading their Bible every day if I'm not doing that Um, what would make him attracted to to me in my devoutness if I you know if that's something that I desire but I'm not doing that it's not enough to want somebody who goes to church every week if I'm not willing to do that, if I'm not sacrificing to make sure I get to church every week. Um, you know, it's not enough to want somebody who has, you know, all this stuff about, you know, their commitment to the Lord and running with Him and perseverance, um, inner healing, being teachable, but every time somebody brings up something to me, I'm defensive, I'm, I'm very shut down, I'm not open to correction. You know, people, <clears throat> excuse me, people attract. Who they are, and they and like attracts like, and so you'll often see like people who are on very similar wavelengths, have similar calls on their life, will be attracted to one another because you're like, Hey, you're running where I'm running, you're going where I'm going. And so, if you're wanting this kind of man, but they're not coming, they're not coming around, they're not coming up to you, it's like, Actually, am I cultivating in myself the kind of wife, spouse that I want to be, wife, spouse, mother, um, that I want to be in order to. Um, I don't want to say fit with that person but um, that this is actually you know, this isn't something that I'm just wanting in them this is something that I'm cultivating this is something that I'm going after and so there's going to be a great union there a great um, coming together and then we can run for the things of the Lord together we can run for the things that I have on my heart for Him to do but actually we can do it together I see a lot of people having lists for other people (laughs) And it's, it's extensive. And so I'm wondering like, okay, if somebody had that list for you, would you measure up the list that you have for somebody else, if they had it for you and you wouldn't be able to date them unless you met everything on that list. Would you be able to even enter a relationship with this dream person that you want? Um, and for some people it would be, yeah, you know what, this is what I'm cultivating. And that's amazing. But if you're stuck, I'd go back to that. Cool. If I'm wanting these things, am I these things? If I'm wanting to attract this kind of person, am I doing the things as well that they're going to go, Hey, you're like me, you're running after the same things as me. Hey, you're teachable. Hey, you're into inner healing. Oh gosh. We're so we're on the same page with this stuff. Oh, I'm really attracted to that. I would like to pursue her because honestly, like that's generally how I've seen it work. You know, Nick and I, I didn't even know the calling on his life until we we're engaged. Um, but I knew he was super teachable. Um, he had all the qualities that I was really wanting. And, and you know, he was really open to things. Um, he had mentorship in his life. He had so much accountability. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't need to know everything. But I, but somebody, a, a man who's not under accountability is quite de- is dangerous to a woman, um, especially in marriage, because you're, um, you know, submitting to them. They're the head of the household and there's no one that they're accountable to. Um, I wouldn't even want to say dangerous, but it puts you in a much more vulnerable place if they're your Holy... I don't know if you guys heard the buzzer. Holy Spirit, come! It puts you in a really vulnerable place if you're if they're your covering and they're your leadership, because literally, there's been things that Nick has done which we have not even noticed, but has actually affected me in the spirit, and I've been really open to attack, and I'm like, what is happening? Um, and we talked about that on our podcast, and I'm like, wow, praise the Lord, He hears from the Lord. He has accountability, and he was able to really quickly have the Lord speak to him and say, Hey, stop doing this. This is hindering back. And he did it, and it completely changed things. And so, rather than looking at a list, I'm looking for, uh, for me, I was looking at more like character. Like, can I see character in this person? Um, can I see that they're teachable, that they're going to grow? Um, and I had people in my life that I was accountable to that were calling me higher, that were challenging me, that it was teachable. And so, I attracted someone who was very similar to me. And the things I was going after. And then when we were engaged, I was like, hey, what do you feel called to? And then he started talking to me about his heart for men. I was like, that's incredible because I feel really called to women. And so, like, I can see how this would really marry up super well working with singles and just loving on singles. He, Nick was meant for men's ministry. He loves men. He walks with them. He has a passion and a desire and a heart for men. Like I've never seen um, and again, we don't have the same calling on our life, but they are so perfectly married that we're like, well, that's really cool. I attracted what I was. I attracted the kind of person that I, um, I needed, but also the kind of person that was doing the similar things to me. Right. And doesn't mean that we're perfect. Doesn't mean we have it all together, but Hey, we're really running after the same things. Um, and so that, that notion of you attract what you are, you see it in business. Um, Or or anything, Uh, you know, they say, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. So you're literally, the people that you attract, the people that you're around will dictate usually your income, um, you know, actually very, very closely influences your income, your socioeconomic status. um, All of these things will be influenced by your friendship groups, right? And it's like, hey, who am I attracting? Who am I spending my time around? I become like those people. And so... Yeah, if you're if you're attracting certain types of people, back to the drawing board. Okay, Lord, um, it's time to get rid of some of those lies and take them up from the root. If you've got the fruit, you've got a root. If um, if you've got fruit of bitterness, jealousy, um, you know, anger, you know, go for the root of that. Lord, why am I so bitter against men? I see a lot of bitterness in women. Um, Unfortunately, and it's really not serving them because men pick up on that and they're like avoid you with a 10-foot pole because it just it's so negative that no one wants to come near it. And so I see people they've got that bitterness and it's like, oh, what's the root? Okay, well, um, I've got this bitterness against men because I haven't been asked out and and it's been years and And that could be true, but there's no hope there. There's no faith there. and you might not have been asked down this time, but there's such a deep-seated bitterness that it's really, I I don't see anyone approaching you unless you get over, you not get over it. You work through that with the Lord because it is like, literally, I have people talking to me all the time. I'm like, oh, there's so much bitterness. Or even Nick will read some of the comments in our singles groups and he's like, wow, this woman is super bitter. Um, I would never approach her. And so, um, actually uprooting those going down deep and going hey okay, lord where does this come from where was the first moment that i noticed um this starting to just spring up in my heart lord where did this start okay who do i need to forgive who do i need to bless and release what do i need to repent of that is associated with this first moment because that developed such a root in me and such an ungodly belief um you know in my produce the ungodly belief or no one will ever ask me out because you know what three years ago there was a man who asked me out and then we were halfway through the date and he left he wasn't enjoying himself and he left and so rather than um saying well actually that really shows me about his character and and uh how dishonoring he is but also uh, rather than asking yourself in the moment okay what did i do that kind of was really off-putting and how can i excuse me like um, you know, going to the Lord, is there anything that I did? Was this his stuff? Really processing that with Jesus. Some people just go, I'm so unlovable. Like, no one will ever love me. Um, men are terrible. They just leave you and abandon you or whatever. And then these deep, deep seated lies really take root. And now that's exactly what you're telling every guy that comes up to you, whether you know it or not, whether you say it or not, um, every guy that com- kind of comes in your path, there's this bitterness, this hatred, this um, hurt that comes out that you're not even realizing. And so I really encourage women, especially I'm talking to you guys, you can do this too, but go back and say, okay, what do I really believe about men? <clears throat> and I had to do this. And, and some of the answers were like, Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to look them up. Cause I know I put them somewhere. Um, in my Google drive while I'm talking to you because I was really surprised at what came out and I was f- flicking through my journal and I found it and I had to take a screenshot, not a screenshot, just a picture. Um, and it's on, it's on an angle. So I have to look, um, yeah. So my first one was that, you know, I got amazing godly men won't be attracted to me. So we've already talked about that. Oh, that men take over and use their power basically to mess you up. <laughs> I had men, um, you know, I was trying to pioneer things, and I had three men in my life take over, um, try and make it their project, not mine, um, didn't want to, like, come under my leadership in certain ways, and so I just had this ungodly belief that, you know what, I can't work with men who are older than me because they just naturally try and make, do things their own way and kind of steamroll my voice. Now, not I never let that happen. Um, I always was like, cool, hey, we're not going to be doing this together anymore. Like, thank you so much for your time. But that was a, a belief that had um, been really deep in me. And so I had to actually go back because now I was like, I don't want to work with men. <laughs> um, you know, I believe that I, I had believed that we can't work as partners and equals um, or even that, you know, I'm pioneering something and they may come under the vision. Now I'm like, Oh, I don't want to work with them because they're just going to try and take over. And it's like all this drama and it's like, you know, annoying. And so I actually had to go back and forgive each of those men. And I had to bless them and release them and pray for them and repent for believing the lie that all men are like this. And now I work with incredible guys. I have an amazing husband who doesn't do that to me. But when we were um, even just starting to date, that lie came back up and I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to want to take over all these things that I'm doing? Is he going to not want to champion me? Is he going to make it really hard for me to live out my dreams um, and do the things that I feel like God has called me to because He's worried that um, he'll feel emasculated or threatened by the things that I'm doing. And that has totally not been the case. But I had to go through that journey of healing first. And now, yeah, now I get to work with guys. I have an intern that's a man. And um, he's amazing at coming out of the vision, championing me, going, hey, Beck, let's do this. What about this? And being really open to um, me being like, actually... I I don't see wisdom in that. Or, hey, I really want to protect this community and I just feel like that's not really where the Lord's going and he's totally open to it rather than being like, actually, this is what we're going to do and you're going to fall in line, (laughs) Um, you know? And so because I changed my mindset, I really started attracting um, incredible, incredible guys who do want to support. I have admins in my Facebook groups who are men as well, who like, hey, how can we support you? How can we come under the vision? And they're amazing godly men who just want to run where we're running and are not looking to steamroll me at all. And so ever since I changed that, I started attracting these amazing guys to work with. Um, amazing guys to come alongside. I have a mentor who's an incredible man. And he is so encouraging, so loving, so kind. He's married with six kids. Um, he knows my husband. And we meet and he helps me consistently um, You know, with everything that we're setting up with Agape. And I just love that. I love that, you know, and this, but he's never tried to take over. He's never been like, Hey, this is my thing. Um, He's just like, Hey, what do you need? And he just shows up in that, in that attitude. And so I've now I'm surrounded with amazing godly men who want to help me. Whereas before I wasn't because I was so stuck in this mindset of, Oh my gosh, they're just going to want to take over. I'm going to lose everything that I made. And And I'm just going to have lots of like drama and tension and I don't want that. And so that's just one example of the power of renewing your mind, power of breaking off things that you have believed. Um, And ladies, I see this really hindering, really hindering how you show up. I see this really hindering how men approach you. Excuse me. If you've just been thinking over and over and over and meditating on this. And the funny thing is the more you meditate on something, the more true it becomes to you. So you might have one per one guy do something one time to you. Um, he, he rejected you because, um, and he didn't say why, or maybe he was like, Hey, you're not my type. And you're like, okay, I'm unattractive. I'm so unattractive. No guy will like me. I'm so unattractive, man. I'm so ugly. Oh my gosh. I'm so, and you, this is something somebody said once, um, to you, but you've meditated on it so much that so it's become your reality, it's become your inner dialogue, it's become your truth. Um, and now, Holy Spirit buzzer again. My gosh, it's gone off like 15 times, it's been like 35 minutes. So, I feel like Holy Spirit's really on this. Um, Holy Spirit, calm, just getting wrecked over here. <laughs> Ooh, feeling the presence of the Lord. Um, but yeah, I. I feel like there's so many this thing is just hindering you from being seen from um from people coming up to you you know it's like that um it's like what people perceive and and there's a lot in the spirit too. people especially men who are super spiritually discerning will pick up on this a mile away but even ones who aren't i've spoken to so many guys honestly girls i've spoken to so many guys and like i can 100% tell if a girl is unavailable doesn't like men has bitterness super negative Um, has certain ungodly beliefs about men, uh, and it all comes through. And I I even see girls talking to guys, and I'm like, oh, it just reeks of bitterness, it's all about what they're doing wrong, or um, they're really passive aggressive. Like, people try and post in our groups, which we don't allow it. Um, but hey, man, little tip if you actually want to find a wife, you should really go and ask some people out, um, you know. And like, and there's a, there's a bitterness there because they're not being asked out. And so they're, they're being kind of passive aggressive and trying to post. And so we never let those posts go through. We don't let things like that in our groups because we don't want to diminish men. They're amazing, but also, you know what? You're not getting asked out because they don't like you and that's okay. Like you haven't met somebody that likes you enough to ask you out. Um, or they get mad about a certain guy, not asking them out. Like, you know what? He doesn't he's not interested if he was he would be asking you out if he was he'd be pursuing you but he's not um and that's okay that's great now you know about him you can move on and find somebody else there's no lack mentality in the kingdom hey there's plenty of more people there's plenty of other guys there's plenty of other girls um you don't need to put all your eggs in one basket and then get really passive aggressive when they're not the one asking you out <laughs> um you know because you really had your your hopes set on them if a guy really wants to date you, he will find a way. I see some girls who are like, you know what? We went on a date, then we di- then it was really nice. We went on a second one. They didn't even talk to me for two weeks, um, and I was like, what's going on? And then every now and again, he kind of just pops back up. Um, hey, want to hang out? Want to hang out? But I think this girl at one point was like, it's been three weeks since I heard from him. I'm like, honey, he loves having you around uh, when he's bored. And he loves reaching out to make himself feel validated, make himself feel loved, get some emotional needs met, kind of use you in the process. Um, but if he really wanted to see you, he would make a way. Um, you know, he would do whatever it took to date you because you are such a prize. And, and we know that you're a prize, but he, he but he doesn't know that. And so this one, you can just let that one go. And there's going to be more. There's going to be other guys who are like, oh, wow, I see her. She's amazing. And I'm going to actively pursue her. I'm not just going to check in you know, once a, once a month to kind of keep you on the hook. Um, because, hey, I really like having you around. I really like when you're available to me. And I know, and some people, some girls have really bad boundaries. And so they will drop everything the moment this guy messages or calls. They don't have, um, you know, a thriving life in and of itself. They're kind of just waiting by the phone. And then whenever whenever something happens, they're willing to just drop it you know what, I did have this thing at school, but yeah, I could totally come hang out with you instead. (laughs) Um, Not really great boundaries in that that sense. Um, Not really great sense of um, having your own life, your own stuff. Guys, what I'm reading, I'm reading this book and it's incredible and talks about men really like it when women are whole and thriving without them, that they're not going to drop everything at the drop of a hat or say like, yeah, unless if they're thriving and healthy, and they um, have things in their life that make it full, that this man is not going to be their everything. Hey, yeah, I can drop everything and drop of a hat um, every time. Now, it's different if you're like, hey, I actually have nothing tonight. Let's be spontaneous and hang out. You know, that's different. But if all you're doing is being super available all the time, yeah, that that sends a message that, hey, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not um, having a life of my own. My life is actually revolves around you. And I love being with you so much that, I actually um, will give up everything like I don't even need to have my own things going on I just want to be with you and you're my main thing right now um, usually when people are desperate and needy this is what they do because um, there's that lack of mentality again um, you know what if what if he falls out of interest or they start playing games which no one likes games um, It's a way of manipulating because you actually are really needy, but you don't want the person to know how needy you are, so you pretend not to be needy. So when they ask you, out, you have a first date, you're super chill, super fun, um, but then you want to hang out with them all the time, but you don't want them to know that. So you come up with a game or a strategy or a plan that, hey, when they ask me out, even though I am super available, um, I'm going to pretend I'm not. Uh, and I'm going to go, oh, you know what, not today, but maybe in, like, three days' time. And then three days' time comes, and then I can only mask my neediness for so long because eventually I'm like, I just want to spend all my time with you, and, like, let's do stuff. And they're like, whoa, you seemed really chill before, and now you've kind of done a bait and switch where you went from, hey, yeah, I've got stuff going on, but, like, let's make a date, you know, in the future, three days' time, whatever, to now you want to hang out all day, every day, and I'm your everything, I'm your whole world because you played the game just long enough to make me believe that you actually weren't super needy, weren't super clingy, weren't desperate, weren't all about just, hey, it's all about this guy, this one guy. And so games are super controlling, super manipulative. You're trying to control the situation. You're trying to come across a certain way rather than being authentic and genuine and yourself, um, actually trying to use that situation and and use, um, you know, saying certain things to manipulate the emotions, to manipulate the person into seeing you a certain way. But you can only do it that for a certain amount of time, and then it will eventually your true self will come out. Um, and so don't play games. Um, if you are if you are needy, like I used to be super needy when I was younger, <laughs> uh, that was something that had to die, and I had to find my fulfillment in Christ. And so he took me through actually probably one of the hardest seasons of my life, almost a year of me being completely alone. I had no friends. Uh, I lived by myself. I worked on a different in a different place every shift. Um, I didn't work that much. Uh, I, I was self-employed as well. So I was starting business from home and God was like, Hey, you're actually going to be alone for a season. And it sucked. I honestly, it was like borderline suicidal twice. Um, Cause I, I'm such a people person. It literally wrecked me. It was my desert season. One day I might talk more about it. Um, but the really good thing that came out of that amongst everything else, I can totally see the Lord's hand in it now. At the time I was like, I hate this. I don't want to live anymore. Um, <laughs> but the neediness really broke off and i and i'm just i'm not declaring that that's what you're gonna have to go through to break off neediness but i wasn't going after that in healing i wasn't going after in wholeness i needed people i needed boys and i couldn't be alone and so now i love being alone Um, i can totally be alone and even like i need my alone time now i've changed so much but i don't In relationships, it was like, hey, you want to be with me all the time, just like kinda leave me alone, kind of thing. And I was like, No, I feel so rejected. Because I had rejection issues from my dad too. Um, and so you could yeah, I could manipulate, I would play the game. Now that I even think about it, I would play those games. Like, um, you know what, I'm not available today, but like maybe in like two days, and then but those whole two days, I'm just like talking, and I'm like, Well, you can come over now if you want, because I'm really free, but I'm pretending I'm not because they don't so they don't know that I'm needy. (laughs) Gosh, so silly but once i actually dealt with my heart and and work through that it completely changed everything you don't have to play games when you are healthy and whole you've you've worked through your neediness obviously we're never going to be 100 percent healthy but you're as healthy as you can be in this area you don't need to be around the person all the time you can just be authentic when you're free you can say you're free when you're not free you can say hey i'm actually busy let's make it in two days time three days time whenever. um but you don't have to play games because again games super turn off guys and you can only keep them up for so long. So do the hard work first. Do the hard work to make sure you don't have to resort to silliness of trying to play a game to keep somebody interested or um, come across in a different way than you really are feeling. But if you're, if you're healthy in certain areas, you don't have to manipulate to get what you want. Um, you can actually go on a date, get to know someone and uh, answer the biggest question that dating is for, which is, are we compatible? Um, so yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty much all from me. I want to leave you with those, with those, t- with those um, main points. What you focus on is going to multiply. What are you focusing on? And then what you will attract, what you are. So, what are you attracting? And does that say about? Hey, there might be some things that I need to go th- to the Lord with and allow Him to heal in my heart and allow Him to do that work. Go to Him journal write these things down allow the deep dive to happen and then you can show up as your authentic self in dating you can attract what you are which is an amazing healthy whole person you can um not project unavailability or um turn guys off with (laughs) that's my buzzer again i'm gonna turn it off for future ones but i just feel like he's like hey i'm still here i'm still talking hello um but yeah we just, we just thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you are the best comforter. You are the best guide. You are the best sanctifier. Oh, And you are the best healer. Lord, I thank you that you want to heal us from every pain. You want to heal us from every ungodly thought. Lord, you want to lead us into all truth. And so, Holy Spirit, we allow you to lead us into all truth. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for the sanctifying and the washing of our minds, Lord, to align them with truth. And so, Father, I pray that while people are watching this, you'll be bringing up lies, you'll be bringing up things that are keeping them stuck, Lord. I pray that we will submit our list of what we want to you completely and allow it to be your list, reflecting your heart, your desires, Lord, your will for us. And, Lord, I pray that we will surrender our list to your higher list, the things that you truly value. And I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, guys. It's a great day. The sun is shining. I pray that you'll get drunk on hope um, and just be so full of the assurance of God's goodness for you and faith in the amazing relationship that he has for you. Because if you desire marriage, you're probably not called to singleness. And so I'm just really excited to help you all get married.